we know And for now this rental's our home If we gon' be a reflection Gotta make this third rock glow personal growth through spirituality, and I'm your host, psychic, medium, and intuitive, Nicole Bowman. I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the show tonight and for sharing your light with me. Uh, Tonight's show is all about spiritual teachers. What role do they play in our lives, and what do they owe us, if anything? So we're going to talk about all of that and more, Uh, but before we do, let's just open in prayer to set the intention, and we'll move right into the show. So I'm just going to surround us with the light of the Holy Spirit. And I call on the energy of the one true creator, 
I call on our guides and ancestors who are evolved in the light. And my prayer and affirmation is that I am a clear channel for the divine and that clear, accurate healing information comes through. And it's so. Amen. All right. So I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. If you are brand new to Live the Light, please take a moment to click the follow button so you can follow the show if you're listening from Blog Talk Radio. And definitely share this on your social media, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, wherever you are on the web. Uh, please share this show because if you do, the show grows and builds. So let's go ahead and move into spiritual teachers and uh, what role they play in our lives. You know, and I was inspired to do this show. Uh, it, it came up a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it came up a couple of weeks ago during Hurricane Harvey. And, and for those of you uh, who are in the United States of America, and even those of you who are listening abroad, um, I think you're pretty clear about Hurricane Harvey in Texas. And then, of course, Hurricane Irma, sadly, that made its way through the Caribbean and also through uh, Florida and, and made it through Georgia and some, some of the other southern states. Um, but right around the time of Hurricane Harvey, there was a very well-known minister whose name is Joel Osteen. He has a church in Texas called Lakewood. And um, unfortunately, during the course of the news media and a variety of things, um, apparently the way that's being reported is that uh, Pastor Osteen uh, decided not to open his doors to hurricane survivors and evacuees. Now, the truth of the matter is we don't have the 100% truth on this across the board, right? But, but the general consensus is that, you know, he waited a very long stretch of time before opening his doors, and many people were really, really upset about this because the question that came through is, if you are a pastor, if you're here to serve the community, why aren't you serving the community in times of crisis? Isn't that what the church is for? Isn't that what the synagogue is for? Isn't that what the mosque is for, to serve people, to serve the community in times of crisis, right? So, in talking about this, it isn't so much about whether or not Joel Osteen is telling the truth, but I think it's more about the role that our spiritual leaders, our teachers, and our pastors play in our lives. You know, I was thinking about this a great deal and, and asking myself the question, um, are we uh, putting too much on them? Are we asking too much of them, right? And this is just a question that has been going round and round in my mind. This is just a question that I've sort of been throwing around a bit. Um, and, and what comes through from spirit when I think about it is this. Yes, if you are a pastor, if you are a minister, if you are a rabbi, your job is to guide. Your job is to teach. Your job is to lead people to creator. Your job is to help people to tap in to that creative force and that holy energy within themselves and live out their bliss. You know, at least I, I would say that would be the role. Um, and so, yes, as spiritual teachers and leaders, if one is not doing that, I think there's a lot of question marks, and I think there's a lot that is called into question. Um, but, but it brought me to a bigger issue and a bigger part of the picture, which is, are we making religious leaders, spiritual leaders, and spiritual teachers our God? You know, are we looking to them to lead us and guide us and think for us? Right. And obviously, when it comes to the hurricane and opening your doors to people who are in need, I think you just absolutely should. No questions asked. You are to help people in need. But I do think that this speaks to a bigger issue of are we putting our spiritual leaders on a pedestal? Are we asking them to reach up and live up to something that maybe they may not be capable of doing? You know, um, you know, it leads me to another spiritual teacher and spiritual leader uh, in the New Age community. You know, not necessarily connected to 
fundamentalist Christianity until just recently, and that is Doreen Virtue. And for those of you who are familiar with Doreen Virtue, she's, she's a very well-known angel therapist, medium, psychic. I've uh, been doing readings for many, many years. And uh, very recently, over the past six months ago, she converted to Christianity, and now she is a born-again Christian. And so all of the views that she had about mediumship and psychic readings and things of that nature have changed. And so what you have is people who uh, sort of believed in her teaching, followed her teaching, got certifications in the classes and things that she was teaching. Many of those people are saying that now they kind of feel like she was their spiritual mother and she abandoned them. They're kind of saying now they, they feel like they don't know where to go and they feel a bit lost, right? And, and you know, and I was thinking about this a great deal, and what came through is, yes, as spiritual teachers and leaders, there's a certain amount of responsibility where I do feel it's important to take care of the people you're teaching, to take care of the people that you're leading. But at the same time, spiritual teachers, leaders, pastors, psychics, mediums have their own path. They have their own mission. And sometimes people come in believing one thing, and then towards the middle of their life or towards the end of their life, they believe another. And so I think the bigger question is, can we allow spiritual teachers to evolve as we evolve? And I, I think we need to, and I think we can. Now, the thing I've realized about life is that each and every one of us is ever-changing and we're ever-evolving. And, and the big thing that's come through from spirit again and again is whenever you make another person your God, whenever you make another person the center of your universe, you are bound to fail, and they are bound to let you down. Because as human beings, we are constantly growing, evolving, and changing. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall down. And what we believed in five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, may be very different than what we believe and what we know today. So, yes, absolutely. I think there is a responsibility to take care of people to be honest with people, to do right by people. But by that same notion, I also sense and feel that as, you know, spiritual teachers, as spiritual speakers, we need to be able to evolve. You know, over the years, I've met people from many different religious and spiritual backgrounds. And I've met people that have started off in psychic mediumship. And then those people have moved to African traditionist religions. And then those people have moved to Christianity. And then those people have moved to more of a, an eclectic but solitary path, right? How you change, how you shift, how you move, you really have to do what you are called to do, right? But, but I will say this, you know, if you're in a position of leadership, just make sure that you're living as authentically and honestly as possible, and, and I do feel, obviously, with those of us who do spiritual work, there is, whether we like it or not, a certain amount of responsibility placed on us and a certain microscope that we are under. And even though we may not like that, it's kind of par for the course. You know, it comes with the gig. So if you're not comfortable being under that microscope, if you're not comfortable knowing that people may be watching you and mirroring you for how to live their lives, then, you know, we have to ask the question, what are we doing? What are we here to do? And should we be in that role, right? And these are really just questions to throw out there. These are just questions to ask. These are questions to consider. But I think it gives us food for thought. And uh, I, I think it's, it's an important conversation to have. You know, but what comes through again and again is make no one person your God. 
made no one person the center of your universe. At the end of the day, you are a spark of the divine in human form. And this life is really about building that relationship. It's about living in an authentic and honest way for you. You know, and one thing that I have found throughout the course of my life is that teachers will let you down. People will disappoint you. These things are going to happen and bound to happen. And I'm not necessarily condoning some of the behavior I've seen. I'm not necessarily saying that the behavior is okay. Um, But what I do know, and what I do know for sure, is that we grow and we evolve. And we've got to make room for that. So, you know, that's just what I want to touch on. Um, But we're going to go to a short musical break, and then we'll come back. And perhaps we'll go to the phone lines. If you'd like to call in, the guest call-in number is 646-668-2540. Once again, that is 646-668-2540. And I'm your host, psychic, medium, and intuitive, Nicole Bowman. And this is Live the Light. I pray to get to know you, please wanna be close to you, yes I'm so hungry, you're like water for my soul when it gets thirsty, without you there's no me or the air that I feed, sometimes the world is dark and I just can't see, with these demons around all around, I believe it, I'm too negative, but I believe, yes I believe, I said I believe, I'm telling most of people, I'm being down on one knee, I fight with all of my might to get these demons to flee, on them dress, by a blaze, burn bright in I believe, on them's rays, by a blaze, burn bright in I believe, how the darkness comes light, twilight and through the heights, Brown lights burning up, how to do that twilight So thank you to my God, now I finally got it right Can I fight with all of my heart and all of my soul and all of my mind Say, what? Silly man, I will be for holding and stealing I give myself to you from the essence of my being And I think of my God Come to love and healing, I want Mishiach now Time is start to feeling what? I give myself to you from the essence of my beginning and I sing to my God. Songs of love and healing, I want me to yap now. Slipping away the legs and reveal your soul. You gotta give yourself up and then you become whole. You're a slave to yourself and them don't even know. Them want to live that fast life, but your brain won't blow. You can try and stay high, bound to stay low. You want God, but you can't deflate your ego. You're already there, then there's nowhere to go. Your cup's already full, then it's bound to overflow. If you're drowning in the waters and you can't stay afloat, ask your champ for mercy. He'll throw you a rope, you're looking for help from God. Then you couldn't be found, searching up to the sky, looking beneath the ground. Like a king without his crown, you'll keep falling down. And if really want to leave, but can I get rid of your crown? You're trying to reach on to the heights and round down, bound on the ground. Maybe not your brain, then you heard a sound. Out of night comes day, out of day comes light. And I find to the one light, the light in the rain. Myself to you from the essence of my beginning, I sing to my God. Songs of love and healing, I want Mishiach now. Time is starts to beating. What's this feeling? My love will be for holding a ceiling. I give myself to you from the essence of my beginning, I sing to my God. Songs of love and healing, I want Mishiach now.
Well, if you are just tuning in, this is Live the Light, and I'm your host, psychic, medium, and intuitive, Nicole Bowman. And I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the show tonight, whether you are listening on the phone lines or listening from your computer. Thank you so much for the support. Um, you can follow the show by clicking the follow button on the Blog Talk Radio page, and you can also share this on your social media. So share on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Tumblr, your Instagram, wherever you are on the web. Um, Definitely share this because it helps the show to grow and build. You can listen anytime in the archive at blogtalkradio.com forward slash live the light. Once again, that is blogtalkradio.com forward slash live the light. You know, and, and as I'm talking about that, I think about, um, you know, the, the idea or the inspiration behind the phrase live the light. Um, and this idea and, and this, uh, this, this title came to me many years ago. Um, when I was thinking about living my bliss and living my light and knowing and understanding that we are all a spark of the divine in human form. And so essentially that's what this title means. It's about living light, living your divinity, living your truth, living your bliss and walking that truth. You know, and, and one of the things that comes through from spirit as well, you know, they just say this again and again, just speak the truth. Just let the truth come out of your mouth. Just, just speak the truth. Walk the truth, talk the truth, live the truth. Now, that's easier said than done sometimes. But I do find that when we deny what we know to be true, when we deny who and what we really are, we actually break ourselves down a bit, and we're not living in the fullness of who we could be. You know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot uh, about Doreen Virtue, and I spoke about her a little bit, you know, earlier before we took a, a quick musical break. Um, but for those of you who are just tuning in, tonight's show is all about spiritual teachers and the role that they play in our lives and, and what they owe us, if anything. And Doreen Virtue, who is a very well-known angel therapist and psychic and medium, uh, became a born-again Christian about six months ago. And it was a huge uproar in the metaphysical and New Age community because for so long she had sort of been a spiritual mother to so many people. There were many people who great inspiration from her angel therapy and her angel books, and then to hear her say that she would no longer do mediumship, she'd no longer do readings, um, and she was very firm about that and her commitment to Jesus. Uh, for a lot of people, that was very, very difficult to take, you know, and as I'm listening to this, you know, I, I feel like it's just a natural evolution and a natural progression for her anyway, because she started off talking about Archangel Michael, and she started off talking about Jesus to begin with. So when I listened to her story, it really felt more like a full circle moment than it felt like a total departure from who she really was. But I could understand from the outside looking in how it would appear that way, you know. And I think that's why it's so important that we have to remember that the message is far more important than the messenger. You know, there have been many wonderful messengers over the years who have come through and have spoken, you know, and have shared divine wisdom and guidance. You know, we have Malcolm X, we have Martin Luther King Jr., we have Bard Rustin. You know, there, there's so many, you know, and those are just some of my personal heroes, but there are so many who have spoken truth to power. There are so many who have spoken about God's grace and divinity and living your light, so to speak. But at the same time, they were imperfect people. At the same time, if you look at their lives, some of them had checkered past. If you look at their lives, things were not necessarily perfect in a row. So we focus too heavily on the messenger. I think if we make the messenger our idol, we're missing the message. At the end of the day, 
the message is about your relationship to the divine, your relationship to God, connecting to that, reaching to that, finding yourself in that, you know. And I think, you know, pastors and teachers and psychics and mediums can help light the way. We can help lead the way. Uh, We can help guide you. We can walk down the path with you to a degree. But we can't walk it for you. You know, this is your path and this is your life, and no one can walk it for you but you. And one of the things that I learned a long time ago after finding myself really disappointed if I connect with a particular teacher and and then I'd sort of feel let down or I'd see hypocrisy or I'd see certain things in spiritual communities, you know, I came to understand that it's really not so much about the messenger. It's really so not much about the person who was leading. It is much more about the message and what they're saying. If that message resonates with you, take that message and put that into your heart. If the message resonates with you, take that message and apply it to your life and allow that to guide you. Because if you focus on that, you're going to develop your relationship with the divine. It's going to be strong. It's going to be unwavering. And it won't really matter if a spiritual teacher rises or falls. You know, it won't really matter if uh, a spiritual teacher leaves a particular religion that you're a part of or a belief system that you're a part of because you know who you are. Now, that isn't to say it may not hurt. That isn't to say it may not feel like a betrayal of some sort. But if you make your connection to the divine and your self-knowledge and your self-discovery your North Star, then you're going to have a much easier time if leaders and people around tend to fail you. And I, I think that's precisely what happened with the during Virtue situation. A lot of people made her their God. A lot of people made her their spiritual mother. But we have to remember that just like I'm human and you're human, she's human too. So she's going through this experience as well, and she's learning and she's growing and she's evolving. And she may evolve past a particular religion or spiritual belief and into another one. You know, and so that's, I think, what happens when instead of turning to God, turning to spirit, turning to that spark of the divine inside of us, we turn to other people and we give our power to them, right? And this isn't a criticism of anybody who feels betrayed by her or, or feels upset about this, because I completely understand it on a lot of different levels. I've, I've gone through similar things myself with other spiritual teachers, so I get it. But what those situations taught me is that you can't give your power away. A teacher can guide, a teacher can lead, a teacher can show you the way, a teacher can give you techniques, but they are not God, and they cannot live your life for you. And the minute that you strip yourself of your power, and you strip yourself of your divinity, and you hand it over to the teacher, you say, here, lead me, guide me, show me, take me, I think that's when you fall into difficult territory, right? Especially if that teacher is not 100% clear on where they're going. And I think that's, um, I think, a challenge, you know, that we have. Um, But but even with the most well-meaning teachers, the most well-meaning spiritual workers, There are going to be those upsets. There are going to be those ups and downs. There are going to be those moments of feeling as if one has lost their way. So no matter what, you know, you got to lean on the divine. 
And, you know, and with that being said, um, I just want to share a personal story, which is very interesting. I might actually talk about it on my YouTube channel as well. And if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, uh, do subscribe. It's called youtube.com forward slash live the light. And it's my live the light YouTube channel. Uh, definitely subscribe to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, or not even a week ago, rather, we had Hurricane Irma, right? And a lot of people were talking about how difficult Hurricane Irma was going to be and how disastrous it's going to be for many parts of the world. And in many respects, that was true. You know, it ravaged the islands. It was, it, it was very, very difficult in many ways. And I actually live in a suburb of Miami, Florida. Now, when I heard that Hurricane Irma was coming to Miami, Florida, what came through from Spirit was, do not evacuate, stay where you are, you're going to be safe. But from the outside looking in, everyone is telling me from social media to news to everything, you must evacuate. Now, I wasn't in an evacuation zone, actually. I was away from the coastline, and I was in a suburb of Miami. But with that being said, I felt a lot of fear. I felt a lot of trepidation. But every time I prayed and every time I zeroed in, Spirit said, stay put and stay where you are. Do not leave the state. And there were many people telling me I needed to leave the state. I needed to evacuate. Horrible things were going to happen. And that didn't really ring as true to me, but it did rattle me a bit. So anyway, um, I went into my prayer, and, and I saw what I saw from spirit, and I made the decision to stay. Now, of course, I prepared myself. I educated myself. I, I prepared the, the apartment and everything, you know, for the hurricane just in case. Um, and the interesting thing about it is the hurricane came, and Spirit said, you know, you're going to have maybe two or three days where you don't have power, but after that you'll be fine. Don't worry. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. We had minimal damage to our community, two or three days without power, and then things were right back to normal. However, if I would have listened to other people's guidance and left the state, I would have driven straight into the storm, and I would have gotten stuck. And then a process that took me two to three days may have taken me a week. And who knows if I'd even be doing the radio show right now because I would have been stuck in some other part of the country trying to get back down, you know, stuck in traffic trying to come back. So I say all of this to say people may be very well-meaning. They may have great guidance and great information. There may be people that tell you they've divined and they've looked at something psychically and spiritually and this is what you must do. But at the end of the day, you have intuition. You have that gut instinct. You have that inner knowing. You have that spirit inside of you that tells you the difference between right and wrong, between left and right. Is this for me? Is this not? And you must follow that no matter what. It really doesn't matter what a spiritual teacher or a pastor or anyone says for that matter. If what they're saying does not resonate with you, if what they're saying does not feel right for you. You know, and I think of my own personal experience where spirit was very clear that I needed to stay put. And had I not listened to that, I would have found myself in a far worse situation. But there were many people, many of them well-meaning, Many of them thinking that they had divined something and they saw something spiritually for me that was actually incorrect. And had I allowed people who don't know my path to guide me, I would have been lost. You know, so I think that brings us to the final thought of the evening, which is this. If you're picking a spiritual teacher or a spiritual leader, you have to first and foremost understand above anything else that they're human. 
So they are going to make mistakes. But the second thing is, if you're picking a spiritual teacher or leader, you really want to connect with somebody that you feel comfortable walking with. Do you feel comfortable helping you down the path? Whose ideas and teachings you resonate with? You know, and, and the final thing I would say, you want to look for a spiritual teacher, worker, a leader who is going to empower you, who is going to see your strengths, your talents, your abilities inside of you and help you to bring them out, right? Because it's not just about giving orders and telling others what to do. It's really about allowing you to blossom into the fullness of who you are and the fullness of who you can be. And so if I would say that spiritual teachers owe us anything, it's that, empowerment. Look for people who empower you. And on one final note, um, a couple of months ago, I actually created an e-guide called Finding a Spiritual Teacher, and it expounds upon that a little bit more. It looks at the six qualities that are present in ethical, competent spiritual teachers, you know, and one I just touched on, which is empowerment. But, of course, there are others. And the beauty of it is that it's a living work, so you may add your own to the list, right? So you can certainly find that on NicoleBowman.biz under Finding a Spiritual Teacher, but the bottom line is, I think what spiritual teachers owe us, as I said, if anything, is empowerment. It's the ability to step into the fullness of who we are, to help us and guide us to know God and spirit for ourselves, and to really walk in our destiny. I would say that is what they owe us. They don't owe us perfection. We have to remember they're not perfect people. And there's so many wonderful teachers and people out there. But that doesn't mean they haven't made mistakes. That doesn't mean they haven't fallen short of some ideal. Um, But if their hearts are in the right place and they're trying to grow and evolve, I think that that is what matters. You know, and the final thing I will say, though, just in regards to any religious or spiritual organization, specifically the church, it is about giving back, right? I didn't want to make this show about Joel Osteen and what he did or didn't do because I don't really feel like that's the point necessarily. But the bigger point is, helping the community and giving back to the community that's investing in you. So, you know, if there are any church leaders listening, if there are any spiritual leaders listening, give back to the people who are investing in you. Give back to them. Because it's in times of crisis where we need the church. It's in times of crisis where we need community. And if we can't lean on the church in times of crisis, if we can't lean on spiritual organizations and spiritual communities in times of crisis, when can we? You know, so I will leave you with that. I wish you a wonderful week and an amazing month. And definitely check back next week. Uh, We'll have another episode of Live Light. You can catch us every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, for readings, uh, Campbell Ministry, and videos for the soul, go to NicoleBumman.biz or go to my YouTube channel. That is YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Live the Light. But you can find all of this on NicoleBowman.biz. And as I said before, always remember that you are loved beyond measure. Take care, guys.